There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. My grandma and your grandma were sitting by the fire. My grandma told your grandma, I'm gonna set your flag on fire. You're talking about hey now, hey now, hey now. I go, I one day. Giacomo Fino, Annale. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. Girl, pop the corks. Pop the corks, Henty. Oh my goodness, we are here. It's the Las Culturistas podcast. To my right, you can't say it, but he is on my right. Let me tell you, it's Bonyan. And to my other right, right, is... That doesn't make sense. A.K.A. The Left. The Left is uh, my beautiful friend, Matt Rogers. Guys, you think I'm beautiful? I think you're beautiful. <laughs> Guys, this is a, a, a sad announcement. This is going to be the last episode for a few weeks. I, I am... Even I was nervous there. I was like, what are you saying? Oh, no, no, no. I just mean we'll, we're going on an even more extended hiatus. Well, Bowen is about to embark on a little trip. Go ahead. Tell him about I'm it. I'm embarking on a trip to the beautiful climbs of China. And... Um, um, it's going to be a couple weeks, and then I'm back uh, end of the month, end of October. So then we'll resume Las Culturistas, and I, myself, am going on my own trip tomorrow. And where will that be? I'm going to Orlando, girl! And you <laughs> knew where I was going. Yes. Because you know I only vacation in one spot. Orlando, bitch. Uh, I only go to Orlando on vacation. I've been to Europe once earlier in the year. Didn't love it. Now that I did it, I'm good. <laughs> we'll go to Orlando for the rest of my life. Sure. My boyfriend, Henry, it'll be his first time at the Universal Orlando Resort, and I am ready. Great. I'm well, really excited about it, actually. I've been, I've been, I, haven't, I have the app. 
mm-hmm. and I've been looking at the wait times. I've been doing my research. This will be the first time I do Halloween Horror Nights, mm, and which is scary, super easily. scary. I scare very easily, but I'm I'm braving it. Well, wow, that's that's so exciting for both I'm of us. I'm excited, girl. Um, and guys, we have. Uh, an indelible guest with us and this week. Literally, we were like, we're not going to have an episode for a long time. Who can we get as a guest that'll be a true goddamn home run? Home run, a draw, honey. <laughs> a draw. You know him. You know him. He's a writer correspondent on Seriously TV. With amazing, amazing Ugh. series such as Unboxing or Shutting Down Bullshit. Shutting Down the Bullshit, oh, baby. Incredible. Um, he's also, uh, he's also <laughs> Carlos on the seminal podcast welcome to night vale and um and he's the creator of the brilliant 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 series every single word guys give it up for dylan Dylan (laughs) hello dylan hi guys i love you oh i love you i truly love you guys i feel like a fangirl of you guys so it's an honor to be here guys we haven't had our wine yet cheers oh we have some red wine let's talk about the brand of red wine we have it's called la flor amor la flor amor the flower of love it's pinot noir um probably bottled last month (laughs) it's a celebratory night because we have dylan on I'm so excited that you're here. I'm Dylan. so excited to be here. How really, are really. You? How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. I am. I have the cold that's going around to every single human. Yes. Oh my god, I've been willing it away because like it can't ruin my Orlando trip. It won't. <laughs> Nothing. What can ruin an Orlando? Nothing. Trip? Well. <laughs> All right. Well. When I was six, I was going to go to Disney World for the first time, oh, no. and I got sick, oh, and I tried to hide it from my parents for so long because I didn't want them to know, and they were thinking about canceling the trip, <gasps> and... Because of your sickness? And then ultimately I pulled through. All right, good. <gasps> I was going to say, that was I was hanging on a moment there. <laughs> that was, I was really That was, I was Joseph really Campbell Hero's Journey <laughs> shit. It was. Wow. Literally, wow. Like, I stopped breathing. I like, Did he go? <laughs> I, I thought for high. a second that you were one of those people that have never been to Disney World. No, no, no. I've been to Disney World when I was six. I went back to Disney World when I was 12. Mm-hmm. It yeah. haven't been since. Yeah, <laughs> but here's the arc so of, much for you here's the arc of Disney World for you um, as you grow older. You go for the first time as a kid. Uh, you, it's the most amazing, mind-blowing it thing in the world. magic. Yeah, and then maybe Truly. maybe some people are privileged enough to go. This is for me, at least. Speaking for myself, you go back when you're like middle school and you're like, mm-hmm. you think you're above it and you don't. You purposefully don't enjoy it. And then you go back as an adult and it's the Best. And it kills. See, it's, I haven't been as an adult. I, oh. I watched with bated breath your series, <laughs> Four Nights in Orlando. Well, thank you. And the work was terrific. I mean, Dylan. you know. Thank you. Let me tell you. So I'll be going to Universal Orlando. Yeah. I am not going to Disney World because I have some beef with Disney World. <sighs> and meanwhile, I feel like it's just not. Well, it's Disney not being a racist. Me. Is that. Well, well, Walt Disney being a racist, you know, and also uh-huh. anti Semitic. Yeah, the, yeah, the same thing. A Venn diagram. Well, yeah, <laughs> he, I'm sure he was like, in, I'm sure he was extremely racist. But yeah. like, I feel like his claim to his claim to fame for me is his anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. The, the rumor is that he was buried in Nazi regalia. Oh, this is a rumor, right? But I think <laughs> sure. I think someone told me that, and I think they're credible. And you just you just went with the. Conspiracy. I think Sudi told me that. <laughs> and we trust Sudi. I trust her. Okay, well, you'll be at Universal. I'll be at Disneyland Shanghai. Yeah, where it's a little different. 
It's a little different. It's the biggest of the, of the Disney parks. Oh, yes. It's the single biggest. Like it's showing off. It's not as big as Disney World. They've got a really and... cool Tron roller coaster that you have to do. Yeah, and you got... have to report back to me on how it is. And they've got a Soren there too, but it's Soren over the U.S. Over so America. you guys do? Mm. A, I understand. Yes, uh, but you guys do roller coasters. I'm not a roller coaster person. I am. Okay, and but... you? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it I because mean, you're not you get nauseous or it's because uh, no, it's you're scared. scared. It's okay. fear. Yeah. Um I don't get nauseous. Although I I went on a vacation with my husband last summer mm-hmm. and we saw the craziest, craziest ride. Where and was? It was in Paris. Oh. And it was at this um it wasn't this like brick and mortar fair like uh-huh, amusement uh-huh. park. It was like a setup. And oh. um Basically, you you were strapped into a seat and you started spinning on its axis. No, but then it was on this long thing, and so it's like, yes, I've seen those so things. Oh, no, I can't do those carnival rides. So no, no right? So I decided when because I know that my husband loves roller coasters okay, that I was like. Okay. You know what? If he says that it looks fun, like I'm going to challenge myself <gasps> to do it. I. Cried. No, oh no, I'm so sorry. I liked it. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> this is like my stock. This is another. Joy. This is another Joseph Campbell. Yeah, here. I know. No, no, I, I involuntarily teared because the fear was so much. You were the, yes. the like anticipation yeah. and like the anxiety, and it's also I just a lot of like adrenaline what happens to my stomach. Like oh, it's like yeah, it just drops. But you That's loved it. Zero. G, I baby. loved it, and it was easier when we like. Oh God! But eventually, we started going backwards. You Ugh. know what I mean? Like, like, like it's no, dipping down, and no it's thanks. much easier to go backwards for your stomach. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And then I just like gritted my teeth the whole time. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's I can't do anything that really flips you around, like because I'll get very nauseous, and I'm very my body is very sensitive to like the manipulation of like G forces. Yeah, like whenever like you're really <laughs> kind of getting like fucked around but i mean i love to go fast and i love to be very high oh mm. see that's the thing like i will lo- i will love a tower of terror or like a drop tower kind of thing those yeah. are those are fun for me so those tower of terror scary. you're a fan Such oh a huge big fan. Time are, fan. how are you feeling oh let me tell you dylan it's really tough yeah. and so just for everyone that's listening um the i feel bad for everybody out there in california because your disneyland's tower of terror is Getting changed, people. It's becoming Guardians of the Galaxy, a movie that Bowen and I walked the fuck out of. That's right. We got bored of it. <laughs> oh, 100%. Us. Because what was that movie? Did you see it? Yeah. I, did you well, like oh, it? You, not like only it did I see it. Well, no, but like, I don't really, I'm not a huge fan of any of these like franchise mm-hmm. movies where it's so obvious that they're just selling you like yeah. the the fan point oh, to, sure. a, yeah, yeah. to a brand. Yeah. Yep. And it's like Marvel where it's like, and don't get me wrong, I love superhero movies, yeah. but Marvel only feels like you're in a gift shop. You know? Mm-hmm. And they're That's just like, what it it's is. It's because Marvel is now Disney's yeah. and Disney is only about the bottom line. Yeah. Totally. Disney will never do anything of quality again. But, <laughs> but I feel like Disney is in their like name brand stuff. They're really good at masking it mm-hmm. you oh, know sure. so like finding dory i'm like Fuck, yes i'm there but you saw it 
Oh, Finding Dory. Did you like it? Yes. I was so let down. No, I couldn't even bring myself wow. to go put myself in front of that. Dylan, I said, no, no, no. Finding Nemo, I cry and without fail every time I see oh it. Oh, my God. But like, Finding Dory, I was like, all right. Finding Dory, I <laughs> sobbed. What? When? What part? When, oh, my when, God. Okay, spoiler alert, when she when she meets them again? Yeah. Okay. When she meets That the, was beautiful. Oh, my God. But then the rest of it was like, all right. Also, it, Chosen Family, it's a queer Disney movie. Oh, it is a queer Disney movie. You're right. You're right. Wow. That's how I read it. Oh, okay. Well, then but. Dylan is just a little more sophisticated than, um, than, I, well, than we are. Queer I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying, I didn't even, I literally didn't even watch a trailer for it. I was like, I'm wow. not wow. seeing wow. Fun wow. It, It's a weird thing that happens with me where like when a new animated movie is about to come out, I... Something about me already inherently wants to avoid every new animated movie. I don't. Big understand. Hero Six. The second I saw the trailer for it, I was like, I hate this. Why? And then honestly, when I actually sit down and see them, I do sort of like them. But there's something about animated movies. Like I don't know what it is. I can't diagnose myself. I am. Once I see that there's an animated movie coming out, I'm like already. Mad. Wait, that's no. You I don't know. Why. You didn't justify that. I reject that because you're like. There's something about anim- this whole swath of entertainment that I don't like, but I don't know what it is. I don't. I don't no, accept. I, and I'm telling you, I wish to be Rid told what's wrong because I, there's something going on where, like, I, I'm really only excited if I know it's a musical. That's what it is. Uh, if it's okay. a new uh, anime, diagnosed. If it's a new, if, if it's a musical, I'm all about. Like, I knew Frozen was going to be a musical, so I was like, yeah, of course, Frozen. Yeah, but also, Frozen isn't. Shut up, Owen. Yep, sorry. Frozen no. 2, who's excited, Elsa gets a girlfriend. No, Wait, come on. Is that, is that happening? Sh- no, I mean, but Adina Menzel said she's for it. Oh, right, right, right. That, wait, Frozen- Adina Menzel's like, I'll do anything that makes <laughs> Frozen- me money. <laughs> Frozen is also a queer narrative. I will appreciate that. <laughs> Frozen um, is a queer narrative. I mean, it's so it liberal is. what we call a queer narrative <laughs> because we're like love between sisters. We're like, we'll take it. <laughs> anything to women saying they love each other. Right. The first time right. we saw... Frozen, we were with a bunch of gay men. Yeah. It was us and Dave Mazzoni and, and was, Sudi. Was Sudi. Sudi was there. And we were all, yeah, so all the gay men. <laughs> so we were all there watching it and like it was all gays and literally like we were all just kind of watching it, enjoying it and then let it go happen and everyone was like, yes, yes! you better work, girl. You better let the rain fall or whatever it was. Yeah. And <laughs> rainfall. <laughs> then you I better let, you the, better rain let the rain fall, girl. Uh, but um, then I saw it with a bunch of kids, and it was just different. <laughs> it's like that's interesting. They were like, I so I transfixed. saw it twice uh-huh. in the same holiday weekend. Oh, good. once with my husband's family in California, and mm-hmm. once with my husband's family in Seattle. Two different <laughs> with families. The same, oh, with the same because they both wanted to see it so badly. Yeah, yeah. Oh. and oh, there are many. Did Todd see it with you twice too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. I mean. No, just dealing with his family both times. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and it was all the kids. It was like oh, to bring the okay. kids. Oh, okay. Yeah. And because we were around kids, mm-hmm. um, we couldn't exclaim like that <laughs> during Let It Go. So Todd and I just whispered to each other, yes, bitch. <laughs> yes. As she started building her ice castle, which is beautiful. It's a beautiful there's moment. a moment. There's a moment towards the end where she's like walking towards her balcony yeah. and she's oh, yeah. serving her shoulders. She's oh, yeah. giving her mug. face, giving mug, giving like the hair comes down, yeah. sleeves girl it's all about the sleeves it's all about the sleeves yeah. Dylan were you going to say something about the ice castle it is a beautiful moment I love the ice castle um, okay guys <laughs> I were you going to say something I love it <laughs> guys I feel like a crazy person for saying this but one of my favorite not only just animated movies but all all time movies girl 
is Wreck It Ralph. You've said this no, before. Honestly, you I hated like it? it. No, I haven't seen it. I just wanted to cast you. Judgment. I think you would love this Wreck movie. Wreck It Ralph. Another queer narrative. He's an outcast. Oh. Yeah, okay, so that's all it takes. <laughs> it's a perfectly. He doesn't have friends. Right? <laughs> He's queer. He's gay. Um, it's oh a perfectly God. good movie, but. It's 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 just genius. funny. It's just funny to me that you think that that's more creative and forward thinking than something like Monsters Inc. Because let me tell you what my problem with Wreck It Ralph oh is, God. and then and then All you right, can respond. Wreck It Ralph had the opportunity to expose us to so many different worlds, which it did. It exposed us to like three worlds, Bowen. You get like the the like Sarah Silverman like go kart world that they're in. You get um. The Wreck It Ralph world, uh-huh. and then I mean the Jane Lynch like the Jane Lynch Halo type world, but then there's like not much else. I wanted to see like the narrative progress through all oh, the different kinds of worlds. Gee, it's such a good movie, but all right, I don't think it's as good as Monsters. Keep Inc. Jerking off to Monsters Inc. Dylan, let's ask the question we ask all of our guests. Well, is, you didn't even give Dylan an opportunity. to... Oh, Dylan, were you going to say something? Well, I was just going to say I remembered another amazing Pixar movie that did go into all the worlds. What which was Inside Out? Inside Out. Inside, Inside Out, out actually. So oh, you didn't like it. But no, meanwhile, no, no. I... it's not that I didn't like it. I just was going to say it's more controversial than people think. Mm. Like there are people out there that really don't like Inside Out. Sure. Why? I, mm, I don't get it. Because they Nicole, find it, they find it basic. Nicole Conlon said that when she was on the show and I was like, oh, I kept my mouth shut, but I cried. I, no, I That's another movie that I don't I love with. Inside Out either. I love it. Oh, mm. boy. I love it. Thank you, Dylan. Well, I'm wrong. Okay, Dylan, we're going to ask you. <laughs> two, two against one. That means I'm wrong. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, when you're outvoted, it means you're wrong. Yeah. So remember that on November 8th. <laughs> we're going to. Okay, let's ask Dylan when we ask all of our guests. Yes. What? Okay, what what was the culture growing up for you that made you think oh. culture is for me? When did Dylan and Aaron decide, hmm, culture? I'm interested <laughs> in that. Culture's for me. Or, and we talk, we're talking books, TV shows, movies. But it's open to Video games, whatever you want. It doesn't okay. have to be any of those things either. Could be your mom's cooking, you know? It was the moment in The Witches <gasps> oh. when Angelica Houston oh, this took is off so her gay. cape. Yeah. And it went from her purple clutch to... Address that is so specific and beautiful. And, well, it's amazing, and it was the and that mixed with the poster ah. of the witches mm-hmm. and the poster. Of, you know, you know those things when the poster is just so good that you stare at it for a while. And yes, like, I, I do. Project onto it what the what movie you want it to be. Yes, sure. absolutely. It was the movie I wanted it to be. Thank God, oh. and that was the moment that it matched. So, I feel like that is the that's like when I started my obsession with all of this stuff. And then I was that kid who like I had copious Nate Silver style Academy Award <laughs> spreadsheets for pre- Nate Silver <laughs> for, yeah, for yeah. Nate Silver, um, <laughs> pre Nate Silver. Pre-Nate but Silver. yeah, it was yeah. pre Nate Silver. And, and it's funny because that was like, I know I'm jumping around here, but this is, no, this, this is, is my perfect. second, which is that, um, it, you know, you don't hear like, I didn't see people making Academy Awards spreadsheets, but it's mm-hmm. like when you're alone in your room, you're like, I must. Yeah. You know? And you're like, I will make, I like researched all of the awards that don't even get televised or get written up. BAFTAs. To- <laughs> BAFTAs. BAFTAs. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to start a Kickstarter for the BAFTAs. BAFTAs. <laughs> get televised. You're like yeah. National Board of Review <laughs> Top 10. Wow. Money. Yes. And it was really hard to put. Anytime there was a tie, it, I, it really upset me. Oh, because it's bullshit. Add another row. Yeah. Oh, and sure. You so you literally. Formatting, formatting was an issue. You kept the statistics of what the precursors were yeah. saying. Yeah. 
all year round, and so you could and so I would you would see years like the year that Ellen Burstyn won everything, but yes. then Julia Roberts won the big ones for Aaron Brockovich. Yes, what was Ellen and Burstyn in that year in two thousand? Requiem, Requiem for a Dream, Requiem for a Dream, of course. Yeah, oh, we're then, we're, we're yeah. sisters about yeah. this baby. I I used to do the same. We thing. talked we talked really? about this last. This episode. was like a, what our last episode was about. Was prognosticating Oscars. We had Brandon Scott Jones on, and oh it, my god! And yeah. then we we all rain manned like the years, like what what won Best Picture in ninety four? Oh, oh that, let's that, that, let's try that. Let's do it again. We did this last. Time, oh, I, let's do it again. this is repeat content. No, no, it's no, 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 repeat no. content. But if you could do it, okay, the viewers will let me. Will, the shall viewers, ca- shall I listeners. work backwards? Come on, come on. Okay, you want to walk backwards. backwards? Okay, so walk backwards. Or I could do. Okay, so like this year, best pick. We were. You want to okay. stick to best picture? Or best yeah. Like, so the spotlight. Spotlight. Birdman. Birdman. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Let's see. Twelve Years a Slave. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is the one thing people hold on to when they're like, film isn't racist. <laughs> you know, they're oh, like, God. Twelve Years a Slave. One. <laughs> um. Okay. So then you're not even thinking numerically about this. This is 2011. Twelve Years up, so. a uh, no. T- uh, Twelve Years a Slave was 2014. 14? Okay. Sorry. Won. Hurt. And then Locker? 2013. No. No. Hurt no. Locker was 2010. Hurt. Um. Oh my God. It's been such a it been time, has yeah. been a long time. It was Wait, the one that was not Zero Dark Thirty. No. Z- mm, so before oh my that, God, this is so hard now. All of a sudden, it's oh, hard it was again. like a very male movie. Oh, uh, Argo. Argo. Yeah. No. Yes. 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 It was Argo. Mm-hmm. So Twelve Years a Slave, then Argo before that, and no, then before, no wonder why you forget it because it sucks. Before Argo was the King's Speech. Yes. Oh. Before the King's Speech was the Hurt Locker. Mm-hmm. Before the Hurt Locker the was two thousand nine. 2011, the artist. No, no, no. It was the artist Argo, the artist, uh, the King's Speech, yes. Hurt Locker, and then yes, yes, now yes, we're in yes, 2009. Yes. This is De- Slumdog Slum Millionaire. Slumdog. 2008, No Country for, for Old Men. Yes. 2007, It's the Year Dream Girls wasn't not Crash. <sighs> no, no, Crash was 2006. Um, Slum, before Slumdog Millionaire, before I think Slumdog, No Country for Old Men was the Dream Girls year. Yeah, no, no, No Country for Men was after Dream Girls year was. Oh man, what, maybe I should pull it up. That was the like year of reference. Babel and Babel. Babel was definitely the year of Rinko Kikuchi because <laughs> because I remember that Jennifer Hudson was up there with Rinko and Adriana. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and um, Kate Blanchett for Little Miss Sunshine candle. was also nominated th- that year. Oh. But I know No Country for Old Men was before, but what was the year of Dreamgirls? I think that was, was that year. It was Crash. I don't think so. No, Crash was Brokeback. Brokeback. Crash was Brokeback. Well, I'm going to look it up right now. Look um, it up, my love. But, but so the po- while, it, while, while we're looking this up, the point is, I mean, we all share this. Yeah. And so what is it? Do, did you I- explore this? Okay, it's gay last... competition. It's, no. it's, it's gay sports. It, it, it's because we all mm. have this instinct to like w- see what, what's going to win. It's something about American culture, I think. And no, and, and you, know, like, you know what it is? I'm reading Phoebe Robinson's book right now, You Can't Touch My Hair. It's so good. And her first, her opening chapter is a love letter to award shows. And then, but then she sort of turns it around and she's like, but you know what? Like the reason I was so obsessed with that is because I wanted to be on that stage and I saw, Mm. and she was like, but like it, it never made, that was my only like escape into my ego of being like, I can be this fabulous person who's on stage. And like, maybe that was it for me was, and then for, for both of us, and we talked about this last episode for both of us, it was the 97 Oscars when Titanic won. Mm. That that was like the big, that was the seed that got planted Mm. for us. That like got the, I have the result of what it was. And you know why we forgot it? It's because it's another fucking washed out white man movie. The departed. Oh, what a shame. What a fame. What, what, is, what, is, what a shame. What a shame. What a fame. <laughs> what a fame. Listen to this bullshit years and years and years in a row. 
You've got fucking The Departed and then Crash Before That Year, which is a cop-out. Million Dollar Baby, which is like a last-minute Clint Eastwood cop-out. Return of the King. Return, Return of the, of the King. King, which is... Chicago. Then Chicago, oh, which Chicago. like, like Chicago. which like, thank Christ. I saw it five times in theaters. <laughs> oh, was... I memorized the whole fucking dance at the end. <laughs> with oh Roxanne my god, Velma. With the he does have it, Dylan. I have to ask you a question because this was a big controversial moment in our last. Oh episode. my god, please. Thoughts on Moulin Rouge? Oh, wow, <laughs> you're outing me. What? What do you? Uh, oh, you oh, don't like uh, it? Oh, oh, oh. Worse. you better go. You hate it? Oh. Worse. What? You've never seen it. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Dylan! Stop, stop. That's not, okay. that's not irreprehensible. So, so that's not reprehensible. here is what I have seen 50 times. The opening number of, <laughs> of Sparkling Diamonds. If you want to talk about moments like that's culture yeah. took oh my, my breath away. Uh-huh. I, so this sounds bad, <laughs> right? This sounds bad as someone who like considers himself to be an artist but i watched it and i got bored no. so instead of finishing oh it i understand i watched this the the scene with the swing over Dinosaur and over, goes, over right. and over again the past French the time when the movie would be die so for love. and then she comes down that's an amazing moment yeah, but I no, you know what? I don't blame Dylan for this because I it, our culture is so fragmented now, <laughs> and I have trouble sitting through movies. I have trouble sitting through shows. I, I had, don't like to sit through movies. I find them long, <laughs> but I I'll don't sp- understand not at least watching Moulin Rouge to be like I gotta fucking see what the rest of this fever dream is gonna be. It's a fever dream. Okay, it's all a fever dream. Oh, that's, well, that is, is homework for you then. Yeah, you need to sit through Moulin Rouge. I mean. Dylan you got Marin. I know. It's I know. Dylan, we're talking to Dylan Marin, and he's not seen. I it. haven't <laughs> seen The Sound of Music though. So oh. <gasps> oh, you made a post about it. Um, yeah, I did. Henry hadn't seen The Bodyguard. Right. Yeah. I said I it it when he when Henry told me that bodyguard. he hadn't seen The Bodyguard. You've never seen The Bodyguard. I know all the songs. I of wow. course listen to the soundtrack. Enough. The soundtrack is like the most important part. It truly isn't. It's wow. about. Okay, it's about. Right. It's about the Kevin movie. and it's about Kevin and Whitney. Kevin and Whitney. No, it's not. But you know you. what though? That is an amazing, amazing film. Is it's she, incredible. She's it's, a good actress. She's totally serviceable. She is. Her and Cinderella. She's fantastic. Oh in my Cinderella. god. She's not. Brandy. She's not distracting in any way. No, she's a phenomenal actress. She's, yeah. I wouldn't say phenomenal. Yes, I think she's great. The actor who played her sister. Yeah. She was the. She mm. killed. Showstopper. Yeah, she killed. And there's. There, you need to watch it. I just thought it was unusual that Henry hadn't seen The Bodyguard, but then I was like, also oh, to put this in perspective, I haven't seen this. We all have our music. holes. We all have our blind spots. But The Bodyguard is so fucking good. Okay, well, show us so, sound the music. So. It's such a gay. Classic. No, no, no. We, no, you know this is what happened. Matt and I. This is a historic moment. Matt, Sud- Matt and Sudi came over to my apartment. Mm-hmm. Back when The Sound of Music Live was airing yeah. on NBC. <laughs> and we were like, oh, God, we got to just tune in for this fucking train wreck. And then my DVR wasn't working. And then Matt like did a terrible job of hiding his uh, disappointment and disdain. And so then we were like, you know what? On brand for me. <laughs> we, were, we were like, all right, let's just do it. And we're like, yeah, let's just watch the original Sound of Music because Matt's never seen it. We put it on. Matt falls asleep within the first 30 minutes. Oh, I, it, I think it sinful. was adrenaline. No. Because I was oh so excited God. to see the Carrie version, <laughs> and then when that didn't happen, and you I missed the I performance of a life by Audra by Carrie <laughs> by Carrie. <laughs> I mean, come on! <laughs> but did you guys hear? Um, so there was all that kind of back and forth between fans and like people 
in the know, like, should there be a live audience for these live musicals yes. or not? Yes. And now yes. they have made the decision. There for will be for, for Hairspray. Rocky? There oh. will. For bo- I think for both, there's going to be a live audience. For Why both. didn't they learn from Legally Blonde when mm-hmm. they aired it on MTV? Yes. I remember that so well. Which was like f- totally fine and great. It was yeah, good. I love it. But it was much better than what. Yeah. What they're doing now. It's so awkward Those silent moments I To be know. honest with you I was pro No audience Because until I Until the whiz Until Until I saw it Because I was like Well the thing is like You want them You want everyone at home To see the The show But then it is It's it's more interesting But it's like exciting. Half movie Half show then. Right Yeah right. No I I'm I've come It feels It this. feels a little too It feels a little too Mid-century Or even like before that It's like Oh like when it was all On a, st- a sound stage No I've come was, around On this Did you time. like Grease Was that dynamic enough For you Since I've, it uh, <laughs> won Over Lemonade At the Emmys Oh that was God. bizarre what a tragedy. Because how different were they? I think I that's think the that Hamilton these things mafia. Are so bizarre. That was the, yeah, 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 it was directed yeah. by the guy who directed Hamilton. Right, 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 right. I didn't like Reese Live because you were uh, because I was just uh, just tired. disengaged and I was tired. <laughs> and um yeah, and I was you know what? I was with my friend Mateo and my friend Amanda and we were both just like, you know what? We were just we were just going into it being like dour, and that's probably like unfair. Yeah, that absolutely is unfair, so, and it's absolutely why you didn't enjoy but it because but, it was perfectly fine. That might be a a comment on our viewing practices now. Well, this is it's so it's interesting to me because like whenever anyone has anything negative to say about these live musicals, I there's something about me that's like. Come on, man! Like yeah. they're trying so I hard. Know, like I know. people had all this. Henry had all this negative shit to say about Queen Latifah, and I was like, oh, "I love her." The woman's doing like a live musical. She's like performing. This is In like what? for kids, like oh, for the Wiz. Wiz. Um, and I was just like, "Nah." I was like, "I think that this is really fun," well, and like also, I like, think we all collectively felt that about the Wiz specifically because it was like really cool to just see an all-black cat. Absolutely. Yes. But then I will go in on Peter Pan. <laughs> oh, know? yeah, Peter for Pan sure. Was... For sure. <laughs> That's the thing is that I, I've come into this with a preconceived notion that these are going to be failures because the first two were bad. And so The Wiz was so refreshing because it was good. Mm. And, oh, Dana Owens. Gotta love Queen I'm really excited for Hairspray Live. Me too. I, I love think it's going to be great. Hairspray's really awesome. Good. Did you see it on... Uh, you ever see it live? Yes. And I, in fact, Joe Firestone and I went in, do you know the Muni in St. Louis? Mm-hmm, of course. So we went to see it at the Muni. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, it probably was fantastic. It was incredible. That's great. It's college incredible. days? Uh, college days. That's that's a good, and that's I, a good memory. And I got funnel cake, <laughs> fried funnel cake fries. <laughs> oh, my God. Please describe. So what? Okay. <laughs> Not nearly <laughs> as good as you would imagine. Okay. But... <laughs> Basically, so imagine funnel cake. Yeah. Now put it into rectangles, like like little strips of strips, deep fried, double deep fried. Okay. And then the dipping sauce. Okay, you you're thinking French fries, so you're thinking ketchup, right? Now take the ketchup out Uh and put in cream frosting. (laughs) Anyway, so I sat and ate many orders of that while Joe and I watched (laughs) um, Hairspray Live. Phenomenal. Um. But yeah, I love hairspray. Yeah, that's like, like uh, that's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. I think Rocky's gonna be great too. Oh, Rocky! Yeah, 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 yeah. Rocky, Rocky, all on the whole has I think a weaker cast than um, hairspray, hairspray does. 
Like it's like Victoria Justice. Sure. I mean, hairspray. You got Ariana Grande. As I Penny think Ariana Grande is going to be so good. As she's going to be great. She's going to be good. But the star is Tracy Turnblad, so I can't wait to see what she does. Tracy. Yeah, I think she's going to be great. I really do. The star is going to be Tracy, and it's that new girl. It's always a new discovery introduction. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals, and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yes. We're all going together, the Lost Cult family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. You know, but one of the toughest things about decorating my apartment has been getting things framed. Finding a place that will custom frame all my beautiful art pieces that I have without breaking the bank has been close to impossible. But then I found Framebridge. I found Framebridge too. Framebridge makes it easy to get anything framed at an affordable price. Easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a Framebridge retail store. Upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging. Or visit one of their 20 plus retail stores. Framebridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I love going into the brick and mortar locations. I've got one here in Brooklyn and they're so sweet. They can give you inspiration for what you want to get framed. I went in and I was like, I'm going to get my Chromatica ball bracelet framed. And they helped me. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I have so many memories I need framed and put upon the wall. And uh, they have a curated selection of frame styles with design experts right on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame for you. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. 
I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself your feet will thank you um yes guys should we move on to our topic yeah let's move on to our topic at hand which the title of this episode is the The issues Issues at at hand Hand. guys we're gonna be kind of taking a little bit of a break until november so it's gonna be right before the election that we get back together so there's been so much fucking garbage going on i know yeah a lot of garbage and i know that your job at seriously like like entails that you tackle a lot of this garbage. Yeah. Um, how do you, how, how, my how are you doing? How do you approach it with like the, the amount of levity that is required of your tone of voice for the whole, for the whole site or for the whole, um, you know, channel like, like, yeah, that must be, that must be so think, wearing. Like that yeah, must wear you out. I think the way I always think about it is that these are like, the hardest issues to talk about mm-hmm. but you have to make it accessible for people yes and i i've come i've like worked in many worlds and existed in many worlds where it's had to where where like the way you talk to someone is like to teach them and it's very dry and yeah. it's very boring didactic exactly that's the perfect word and it's too didactic and then but like if you like go in if you kind of punch them in the gut like with a wrench mm. or like that's that's if you punch <laughs> them with a wrench in the gut <laughs> that's like the wrong <laughs> metaphor um but i th- the imagery i mean is like um you kind of like the anesthesia is comedy yeah and then the you perform the surgery mm-hmm. that's how i see it <gasps> um, yeah of course Ooh, and I and it's that. like comedy is the way you get people to listen yeah to, and then and asleep. once you disarm them then you can sit them down i mean i i think what i've learned from doing work on the internet is no matter how no matter what you say and no matter how you carefully say it people are going to disagree with you disagreement i love but people are going to be um, deeply offended by what you say. <sighs> and I say, um, you know, my, who, the people who I'm offending are mostly like straight white men. Right. <laughs> the, the, right. Pe- and the Pepe's. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, that's, yeah, but, but I, how do I deal with it? I don't know. I mean, I just think it's like a, a, all of these waves we're riding yeah. and you have Here's, to I guess, turn off at some point. Mm-hmm. I want to know because, you know, we spoke with, was it Nicole Silverberg? Yeah, we talked she, about this with, she writes, for, she writes for GQ and sometimes mm-hmm. she'll get a lot of aggression. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I would imagine you get a lot of aggression towards you. Dylan and I have talked about this in private. Because I had a day, and it was, it is. I remember, but it. You know what? Compared to what Dylan gets, uh, get gets. You know, Dylan gets projectile, right. Crazy, crazy things from which is why I ask. People. I want right. to know, like, does it offend? Does it hurt your feelings? Um, I think it. it you at at first it did, mm-hmm. right? At first you're like, oh, you want me to die? You know, right. like, uh. 
I do this unboxing series and one person sent me a message just today that said you should unbox your own suicide. And, but, but so when you first get that, it's like, I won't get out of bed, you know? And then you just become numb to it Mm -hmm. because, but that's not a, what, but, 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 but what I mean is like, and I say this all the time. It's like the day that a collective of women of color is like, you have deeply offended us. I'll right. be like, I'm doing something wrong. wrong. Right. Oh, for right. sure. You know, and then, but, but it's like, if you follow all of these people back to their profiles, mm-hmm. they have uh, swastikas. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're calling themselves openly white nationalists. So it's like, Okay. So like, you know what? It's like, like I'm, I'm like I'm not. Yeah. Not, I'm not mourning the loss. Yeah. Of, or you're. It hurts. You're your, not a fan. I'm losing. Exactly. It hurts your feelings at first because it's hurtful language. Right. right. And then you walk it back, and then you say, "Oh, this person is. Yeah. Has their own disease, you know, and so therefore, you know, what am I going to do? Stop doing my work? Yeah. And that's why, like, you do have to just let it roll off your back. I right. Mean, I, I guess because what are you? What else is? The, what are the other options? There's there. Yeah. There's no other option because you're not going to teach them. Yeah. No, and and I mean I do think it is important to know that these people are people, mm-hmm. and I mean this in in the like way of radical acceptance. Like, yeah. I would never even think about the things that they write to me oh no but that being said you follow them back and they're just like this high school boy right who is i mean by follow them back i don't mean follow them back i mean source them you see what their profile is and you're like oh you're just a high school boy like just figuring it out like what a disservice this world has done to you Mm -hmm. you know that that like you think that when you see someone who doesn't look like you express opinions that challenge your worldview, that they need to die. Mm-hmm. And and you see this all around. Like, like I, we grew up, I, I don't want to lose sight of the fact that we were growing up at a time when Eminem was the biggest, biggest deal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the havoc that Eminem wrought Mm-hmm. For queer boys oh. growing up, and we, we ignore that now because because w- the internet wasn't around then the way it is now mm-hmm. to have like what I wouldn't have what I would give to have read a think piece in seventh grade, right? Being like Eminem is bad for teenage boys, mm-hmm. even if I saw people pile up on that and teenage boys be like, oh, stupid, stupid, like. Just to know that that thought exists, but you're so alone, you know? It's one of the most hurtful things to look back on in my adolescence and know that he was so pervasive in the culture. And he got away with so much blatant, violent homophobia. homophobia. And also, the cover of his album was his dead wife's body in his trunk. And do you... I remember I bought I bought yeah. the Eminem show yeah. album. Me too. I bought it because I felt as a young person 
this is what I'm supposed to be listening to. And if I don't have this Eminem album, it was the same reason why I lied about my favorite band being Limp Biscuit when I was asked. <laughs> because I couldn't say so Christina Aguilera yeah. because that right. would mean I was gay. So again, in a way of like, you know, holding myself back and making myself into what everyone else was, I bought that Eminem show album. If you look through the cover art of that album, it's him killing his audience. Yeah. He murders his audience. Yeah. I think that's, is that the one with the curtains on the front? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I had too. And I also bought it because I was like, I will make myself like this, right? Like, I don't want to say I like Britney Spears. I don't want to say I like the Bodyguard soundtrack. I don't want to say I like all of these things, like Mm -hmm. hiding this, Mm. this part of yourself. And all, the reason I brought this up is that all of these people who send me this hate, they look like young M&Ms. Yeah. Oh my God. And it's, it's, I feel, and I'm not being altruistic here, I feel so bad for what we do to teenage boys. Yeah. You know? And this is an alt way of looking at it, um, or alternative. Sure, I don't sure, sure. say <laughs> that word anymore. <laughs> you were halfway oh to that. Yeah. yeah. This is an alternative way to look at it, but like there is a real privilege of queerness because you get to see the world, you're like thrust to the outer reaches of the world and then you get this better perspective on the world mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and by queerness i don't just mean queerness i mean any kind of minority status sure. that otherness. makes you yeah any otherness yeah right. see get just get this like really amazing perspective of the world but i feel bad for them because from that vantage point you're starting to see what the machine does to these people mm-hmm. right and um I mean, this is not to say that I'm going to respond to them and start a dialogue because if I'm getting, you know, however many messages a day I get, like, that's not worth my energy. My energy is not going to be spent having a meaningful conversation with these people. Right. But it is the public-private dynamic of these are things that you would never, ever say to my face. Never. Exactly. Right? Well, you said something to me when we were talking about this um, that you were like, what I want to do is just sit them down and Mm. be like, do you really want to, do you really want me to die? Yeah. Is that how you truly... Or you want to do that like, I want to do that like Marina Abramovic piece. Oh, sure. it's like, here's a gun and here's a knife and it's like, do you want to do this to me or do you want to do something else, you know? Right. Yeah. And, um, Ugh. yeah, like it's, it's, it's kind of insane. I also think that this is just time when the way you release things on the internet is you're releasing it to a, to a platform where people can truly say anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you think back to television in like the nineties, yeah. like, if an episode came out and a gay couple kissed on it, right? Yeah. Like it's a much longer process. You don't comment on that. Yeah. You, I mean, you comment on it. If you are so incensed, you take it upon yourself to write a letter and then you put a stamp on that letter that you spent money on. And yeah. then you put that envelope in the mail and then the mail goes to the like channel that broadcasted it. Right, and then right. there's a mail center. So it's like, there were so many, um, there were so many filters. Yeah. There were so many filters. Yeah. Um, can I, um, okay, so you just talking about sort of, and both of you talking about sequestering away this, like, these, like, interests as kids. Um, mm-hmm. Can I just, this, I, I don't, we've, I haven't done this before on the show. Um, okay, Ham Sandwich, uh, she's, she used to be a drag queen, now she's, now she's, she's transitioning, she's trans. Um, during coming, National Coming Out Day this week, she wrote this really 
I have this beautifully written thing about the closet. Can I read it? Yeah. Sure. Okay. The closet is a stupid phrase. It's a cutesy hetero-friendly euphemism for what is actually solitary confinement in a prison of pure fear, the walls of which appear out of nowhere after you've spent some chunk of your life thinking you were roaming free like everybody else. There is a key placed within reach, but that key is made of a kind of courage no one in straight culture ever said you need to have because the walls themselves are built out of a cowardice that straight people have never had to confront. Mm-hmm. Which I think, which I think, speaks to like yeah. these people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and there's just one more thing. Uh, every LGBT person has escaped their cell through sheer force of will, and on their own, we've all taken an irreversible and costly step. And often, the only reward we get for it is the company and solidarity of others who have taken that same step. That's why I'm more proud on this day than uh, than that fucking stupid week in June. Uh, and then she ends it with. Um, uh, she says she talks about how she'd come out twice: once as uh, gay, and then once as trans. And then she says. All LGBT people, even the ones whose guts I fucking hate, are beautiful for this reason. So yeah. I think that was mm-hmm. anyway. She's, yeah. She's, yeah. So I think that's true. Just it's something, all of it. and it's so interesting because you know now whenever I meet somebody LGBT, it's like you do you feel an instant hmm. familiarity and love for that person because it's true. No one else does know. Mm-hmm. You yeah. really don't know. Well, that's what it is. It's like, and that's what that the 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 the, the thing I responded most to in Ham's in Ham's writing was that like um, she's saying like you, like you're escaping out of your own, out of your own will. Like that's mm-hmm. God. Like what a what a mm-hmm. crazy like lonely thing. I mean, I also think like within the LGBTQIA community, mm-hmm. there's um, like a strong amount of mask privilege and a strong amount of white privilege. Yes, and of course. But which is present for the record in every minority community. Yes. And I was talking about this with someone, but it's like, I was talking about this with my friend. Um, uh, she's an actor and she's currently uh, filming a show. Um, and it came up because she's wearing contacts for the show. Uh, she's a black woman. Uh-huh. And, she was telling me that everyone would come up to her and be like, oh, your eyes are so beautiful. And it's like that light privilege of like, Ugh. and so we were, uh, we were talking about, is it, it's this thing present in all minority communities of yeah. like who is closest to white and who is closest to male, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and who's closest to like straight acting. Yeah. 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 And so I was talking to, um, there's this really great guy, Representative Brian Sims. Yes, oh, I love yeah, that. Yeah, I love that. He's amazing. He's yeah, so he's great. He seems tremendous. like such a cool guy. He's so cool. He's so smart. Mm-hmm. And the way, so he's this very mask presenting um, uh, gay white guy. Mm-hmm. State senator uh, at, in Pennsylvania? Yeah, state legislator. Legislator. In, yeah. in Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. And daddy. He, <laughs> he's a daddy. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> No comment. <laughs> little, light, <laughs> little light humor. Um, and Propagating masculinity. But he yeah. was <laughs> saying that he understands that the opponent of his community mm-hmm. looks like him. Mm-hmm. And and the opponent of minority communities looks just like him. So they're more seri- They're going to take him more seriously because he looks like them. Uh-huh. So he's like, I'm willing to fight 
for all of these people because I know this awful thing is true that they take me more seriously just because for so many people being gay is just a fact, right? right like right, they're right. just like, like I think of like Neil Patrick Harris. Would I consider him a queer? No. <laughs> Would I like, but it's like, is That's that great. my person? Right. There? No. Is that my avatar? No. No. But, um, for a long time though, that was it. I did mean, you feel that for me? I felt like that. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, that was it. For me, when yeah. I was in high school, when I found out that he was gay and openly gay and mm-hmm. playing a role that was straight on television and accepted as part of the mainstream culture on a network like CBS, yeah. which I even knew at that age was bullshit, <laughs> like, because it is, um, I, I was like, wow, this is my hero. Yeah. And I remember, I, remember I, fe- I remember I felt like a genuine crush on him mm. and a genuine like love for him yeah. and like sort of like an obsession. Mm. Like I remember I would go home and I would Google him and See for you know, f- listen to and, and find out the product that he was involved with. And I also found out that he was involved in this like concert version of Sweeney Todd that he did with Patti Lapone. And I was like, wow, this person has so many varied interests, but like they're able to succeed on a mainstream level and they're gay and they're out and saying it like it's mm. crazy crazy oh my god and this is like pre sean hayes saying he was gay and like sure i mean like ellen being out like meant something but to be honest with you like i guess like in no patrick harris is the first time i saw myself which is my own privilege no 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 I, i i i mean i think that that is great and important and i didn't i don't mean to knock him i mean to just say it's it's an echo of what you're saying, which is like, it's so fucked up that that's like one of the only ones. Yeah. And that we have to, and we have to like, in some cases pretend to identify with. Right, 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 right. Right. And we're like, and, and, and I'm, you know, yeah, I mean, that's, it's the, what I wanted to knock was the culture that made him be the only one. Right. Not him. No, 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 no. And you know what? Cause even he, I'm sure like, isn't, Fully out as himself. Like, you know what I mean? Like, was, like, no, I think this is what Dylan's saying is that he was able to still like sustain his own career um, because, because he, he just had all the other like points in the checklist that were like, Oh, oh you're let's a hundred percent acknowledge yeah. that he was completely straight acting. Right. Mm-hmm. And playing an extremely like almost vulgar yeah. straight and Roll so there, on television. there was that like element of like, ooh, he, you know, like there's, yeah. there's the like magic element. But wait, he's passing. Mm-hmm. Right. And his thing for a while was his like type was disgusting straight man. Right. 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 Like not even in How I Met Your Mother, but also in Harold and Kumar. I his wonder how that is going fucking... to stand the test of history. Like, I wonder Harold how. No, I wonder uh, how just... his performance in How I Met Your Mother is going to. Yeah. I don't know. Read. Decades from now, especially after this election. Right, right. Oh, you that's know. interesting. How are you guys doing um, in this election? Okay. I went went canvassing last weekend. And you guys were phone banking. Mm-hmm. And, I've, and I've been phone banking. How was that? It's interesting. I was calling uh, members of the Democratic Party in Michigan to make sure that they got their absentee ballots. So it wasn't like I was calling undecided voters in Florida. I wasn't like conver- confronting that head on. I got a couple of responses that were like, it's none of your business who I vote for. Or it's between me and my God. It's between you know, me and my God was one. And also, um, can we count on you to support Hillary on November 8th? Like, hell you can. 
And these are like Democrats. It's registered <laughs> Democrats that are Ow. in the system for that reason. I would say, how am I doing with it? I'm exhausted. Yeah. I'm so fucking tired that now I'm just desperately trying to see the humor in it. Yeah. Because I do think that it's, that I do think that like, I think he can't come back from this. Yeah. I'm, I'm still fighting. Like I still will go in the phone bank and I still will, you know, do all I can, but I'm really beat down by it. And I'm also missing the I'm missing the kind of social media that took itself less seriously, to be honest. <laughs> I really am. Hmm. I'm, 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 I'm seeing now, like I'm respecting people a lot less, which I really didn't wish I had to family members of mine that come out and say these certain things where I'm like, wow, I have to, I'm never going to forget this now. It's a new kind of era where it's like, you're fine. You're really finding out what people really think. And it's scary mm-hmm. because you, you don't have the commonality that you thought you had with everybody. And it is scary. And, it's making me really tired, and also I haven't been sleeping as well, and mm. I think this is why. Because of that? Yeah. I also think it's like ludicrous that people are trying to talk about this election with impartiality. Oh, my God. It's insane. I saw this Jeep commercial before the movie I was I just went to, uh-huh. and this Jeep commercial, you know when it's like a, a commercial that plays before a movie, so mm-hmm. you know it's like yeah, the extended yeah, yeah. cut fancy version. Right. <laughs> so it was like, basically, no matter who you are, Jeep is for all Americans. Mm-hmm. And um, it was shots of bumper stickers that support different ideologies. But never no. something so political like abortion, Black Lives Matter yeah. or abortion. It was like, I support our troops. Uh, save the earth <laughs> The most <laughs> innocuous <laughs> Right right Bullshit yeah And Not then bullshit, one bullshit. So then it was a split screen At the very end And half of the car closed And it was a blue car And it, the bumper sticker Was Democrat And half of the car Was red And it was a bumper sticker And it was Republican I think What is going to happen Is like First of all Is everyone will get a Jeep Everyone <laughs> First of all <laughs> Let's go get it This is get sponsored Jeep. by Jeep yeah. um, <laughs> Thanks to Jeep um, You know when on podcasts They always say like Our friends at Jeep And Our it's like who Woof, What friends Who are you talking yeah. to Jeep? <laughs> But Dylan that reminds me um, Squarespace <laughs> Squarespace uh, What is it uh, Snackbox yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 Whatever Are you ever craving a snack <laughs> Yes All the time Why yeah <laughs> Spend $70 a week Anyway I just wanted to say That it it is Like what are those now iconic red hats that say make America great again? Mm-hmm. Like, is that going to is is no candidate in the future of American politics ever going to have a red hat again as part of their campaign? Because it's so iconic, you know, right, right. Like, I think it goes away. I, I don't know I don't about know that. I don't I think it's I I think. I don't know. That, that I think what we're living through is so different. Well, you know? think about this though. I mean, he's he's doing what he's doing right now is he's he's trying. I think he knows. He's kind of flailing a little bit. He knows he can't win. A little bit. So he's doing he's trying to do as much lasting damage as possible. Yeah, he's trying to ruin her life. Yeah. I mean, that's clear. Like mm-hmm. and um he's ruining I think he's ruining a lot of people's lives. I mean, now these women are, whether they really wanted to or not, are all kind of forced to come forward. We all know that coming forward about your assault is like very personal and very difficult. But now I think that women that might have told their family members or told their friends in the past that this happened to them, now that this is happening with Donald Trump, I'm sure they're being pressured. Mm-hmm. I mean, today, they're just, just an 
hour before we started, I saw there's an apprentice contestant from season five that came forward yeah. with Gloria Allred and on camera gave a statement about her sexual assault, a detailed 11 minute <sighs> yeah. taped yeah. confession about a sexual assault that she endured at the hands of Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And this is not stopping mm-hmm. because you know that there's countless women. Yeah. What scares me is the fact that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to people. Right. It, it's it, and uh, like the Daily Show just did a segment yeah. about these people being like, "He wants to grab women by the pussy. I want to grab women yeah. by the pussy. Yeah. I wish I could grab as much pussy." Or as Or the Donald women Trump. who are like, "I'm 65 and I would love if someone would grab my pussy. It it, it means I'm cute." And I'm like, "So oh, so basically, what you're no. saying is you consent, right? <laughs> right. So you consent. So you consent. So yeah. fine. Ugh. But still, no. This is what it's, Dylan's saying is that the impartiality is well, completely just, null and void because it's, it's like when Seamless does the. Put in, I'm with her or I'm with him yeah. for 5% aren't, off. Aren't, like, you like, oh. <laughs> aren't you longing for the days of John McCain and Sarah or Palin? Or Mitt Romney. Or Mitt Romney. It's just like, they're so different. Ugh. I think, yeah, I mean. Were you talking about this uh, Game Change I was, moment? Yes. Okay, so I watched the movie Game Change two nights ago. Because uh, oh, I wow. figured this would be fascinating to watch now. Mm-hmm. And Sarah Palin, I believe, was the, was the beginning of this. Um, well... She, she kind the of, real beginning of this is when Reagan, the first thing he did in office was cut education. Yeah. Because then that, that, that's what... And that's how you got a war on drugs. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, how yeah, you yeah. got a big, dumb electorate that yeah. you could control. Uh-huh. So that's why we have what we have today. <laughs> but in, the, in terms of this beginning of the Tea Party, in terms of this people being proud of the fact they were uneducated and uh-huh. you know left behind, that started with Sarah Palin. Huh. Because they saw in themselves... They saw themselves in her. A charismatic... Uh, every every woman yeah. who was up there on a national stage and she spoke to them uh-huh. and what she said to everybody was like, look, I'm not an insider. I'm not an insider. And that was what they had to do with her because she truly didn't know anything. That was the first time in American politics that like inexperience was, a vir- was virtuous. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was like, wow. So there's someone up there that can get up there who is really, truly like me. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. what no one considers is the fact that she shouldn't have fucking been up there in the first place. Yeah. She was being used as a tactic to win. Uh-huh. Like, to, it's pull, just, to pull in like disenchanted It's just Hillary funny, this, like, this, this mentality of like, he says what I think. Well, you shouldn't be president. Right, <laughs> like, right, right. Right. Yeah. And it started with Sarah Palin because she did give birth to the Tea Party in, the, in one of the last scenes of Game Change. Which is a movie that's been, um, you know, spoken on by people like Nicole Wallace and Steve Schmidt, who are depicted in the movie as being quote like so accurate that it gave them chills. Like huh. this is this is Nicole, so was the Nicole last Wallace's. Scene? The last scene is uh, Sarah Palin, as played by Julianne Moore, is determined to make a concession speech alongside um, John McCain. Yeah, she's like, I got quite a speech I'm going to make next to you. And he's like, no, that's not appropriate. I'm going to make the speech. You'll stand up there with me, and that'll be fine. And he turns around and walks away, and she's still there, and she's dejected. And before he gets out the door, he turns around and walks back to her and says, you're one of the leaders of the party now, Sarah, and people are going to be looking to you for what to do. Don't get corrupted by Limbaugh and the rest of the crazy people because – it's not real. Well, too bad because that's fucking John McCain's fault too for even picking. Oh, this it's fully. Yeah. It, well, here's the thing: John McCain, as presented in the movie, is like a very noble person, sure, right? Sure. But 
unfortunately, the politics of it all and the needing to win got to him. And it was really his advisors that were like, you cannot win this election with Joe Lieberman, which was who he wanted to choose. Right, he right, wanted right, it to yeah. be a split ticket with a Democratic yeah. vice presidential yeah. right, right, choice. Right. And they were like, this is not going to help you because what we need to do statistically is reinvigorate the base and also win back some independence. So you need somebody that's going to excite everyone because they hold a gun and also get them excited because you're involving someone else. Like the gender gap is very wide. We need to close it. And they went through all the, I guess, female possibilities and chose the most quote unquote charismatic choice. And it was Sarah Palin. And there you have someone who just did not know anything. It wasn't that she was too dumb to know it. Mm -hmm. It was that she didn't know it. And the volume of information that she had to, um, take on was just too much for any person and she had a breakdown so mm. funny though because you watch old because like even like Gawker did a thing on this way back in the day like they posted the gubernatorial debates from when she was running for governor mm-hmm. and she was able and like she's asked a question on abortion and she was able to very skillfully dodge that question and going but you know what like of course there are cases where that would be the only option the only viable option but um, but in most cases, I would choose life. But like she's saying that, and obviously you don't agree with it. Like people don't agree with that. But she said it in a way that was actually like, right. She oh. was on her own turf. She was yeah. on her turf, and she was like, she 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 knew what she wasn't in over her head, and it was like, oh, she's probably a, a perfectly fine politician at the state level, right? But then like you just like shoot her up. You gave her this meteoric rise. And I, just to make this a little more macro and human, Uh 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 I always wonder about that in, in, is like, is that part of the human condition? Right? Like, what is, what is, what is? Well, I just think like, I would like to believe that we are humans who have our convictions Mm -hmm. and we have our ethical ground to stand Mm -hmm. on. Mm hmm. But I also think like it has so much to do with circumstance Mm -hmm. and like what you believe. And it's like, can power and fame turn you into a monster? I think game change and the story of Sarah Palin would argue that it can. Yeah. Yeah. Donald Trump even. And with Donald Trump as well. I mean, on a much, on a much more relevant and grand scale. Yeah. So is that a human failing? Well, I just, I just mean to understand these people as humans, right? Like, if you want to even humanize, like, it's like that chapter in The Bluest Eye when Toni Morrison humanizes this character who is the most vile and despicable character of the whole book, and you didn't think it was possible. It's mm-hmm. like, are we, you know, maybe, like, we'll ultimately get that chapter for Donald Trump. After, everyone has a story. Every, everyone has a story. But I just think that, like... That is, like, something to consider, like we were talking about with internet trolls and internet harassment. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, there were things that led to this moment. Mm -hmm. And what if, like, we went back to you as a kid? Like, we'd like to think everyone was Damien, you know, from (laughs) The Omen. Um, But it's, like, it's not... It, it, we love thinking that it, I mean this is not a new idea it's uh-huh. like it's like um, you know the banality of evil right like yeah. why did so many people join the Nazi party it's not like they were all Damians right you right, know right. but it's like how easy is it to just join this like and be swept evil, up in yeah, the, yeah. In, in true horrendous evil yeah so I don't know <sighs> it's it's 
I mean, I do think that this movie, I mean, if, and if no one has seen Game Change, I would recommend people see it. Um, it really pretty much, because you like her in the beginning. Like, it's, it's interesting. You know what will happen, and so mm-hmm. you're questioning it. And, of course, but what I think is so great about this movie is Julianne Moore is such an amazing actress. She plays her, and you really feel the frustration. You feel her trying to answer mm. these questions. But she just can't. She just doesn't have the capability to take on and memorize all these things. And for mm-hmm. what amount of the things that they, she was supposed to know, she did a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. I mean, she made it through that vice presidential debate, like sure, sure. which was uh, insane, mm-hmm. like that she was able to do that from knowing nothing. nothing. But what happens to that character, I think her tragic flaw was like she fucking loved the attention. And so she saw that she got the attention. And because who wouldn't? They say in the beginning of the movie, they set her down to vet her. And they're like, the biggest concern we have is that you're a creationist. Mm. And she says, my father was a science teacher. You know, I grew up and I accept evolution. I understand evolution. I saw fossils when I was young. Like, I get it. But I just can't deny that I see God's hand in everything that we have. And mm. I believe that God created all this. And they're like... Okay, so we have someone that understands it, but like, you know, yeah. for spiritual reasons, wants to believe this other thing. Yeah. But then, like, that wasn't the public persona that she gave. Right. She gave the true fundamental yeah. thing. Yeah. And that is not necessarily truthful to what she apparently believed, but it was on a mass level what was going right. to get her the best attention, the best, right. you know, the right. most followers. Um, there's this author, Baratunde Thurston. I love Baratunde. Yeah. And he, how to be black. You, yeah, yeah. How, how to be black. And he has one chapter. It's like, if you want to be famous quickly, be a black conservative talking. head. <laughs> and it's so true. Like, yeah, like if you want to, be known, say the right thing that will make you exceptional. You know, that's and that's so funny. So th- that reminded me of that part of the uh, yeah. game change. Yeah, yeah you wonder like how much of this this shit that Stacey Dash says does she believe, <laughs> or like, or know. or like honestly, is she just like, hmm, was that a job? Was yeah, that a job? That's a job offer. Honestly, it may have been a job. Yeah, you never know because it was just funny because I I watched I was. So when I was in in 2008, when I was in college, the way I got my the news view. was the view. Oh. I would have my classes from eight to ten forty-five, and I would get home and I would run home to see what my girls Sherry would my, say. to see what my girls were saying. I love the view. I love the view, but it's, now it's so sad. I haven't watched it recently. It's so Whoopi's sad, still Dylan. Right. Whoopi's still, still there, but Whoopi's, still there. Whoopi's so checked out. Oh. Um, <laughs> and like. It's not really what it was because I can't res- – I don't – I just don't know who these women are anymore. Yeah. Like back in the – back in 2008, it was like you had Elizabeth Hasselbeck. God love her. <laughs> you know what I mean? But she represented yeah. what she wanted to represent and what she needed to represent Where really is she now? well. She works. Uh, well, on, she, is she on Fox and Friends now? She was no. on Fox and Friends, but then I think she kind of quit to go do family stuff. Okay. So I think that's where she is now. But she, as much as frustrating as she was, was so important. And this is and they had Nicole Wallace on the show. 
But Nicole Wallace is like... Ugh. No, I like Nicole Wallace. No, I, think I watch she's her on smart. MSNBC now, and like she, she's a good presence to have, but like I'm like, stop talking. <laughs> I don't know. Because I don't think when that you have, When her, you have I her sitting next to Rachel Maddow, I'm like, I don't want to listen to you. I want to listen to this lesbian because, genius. Yeah, but is that because your political views li- align more with Rachel Absolutely, Maddow? Absolutely, and I don't want to hear fucking Nicole Wallace weigh in on how Hillary sounded shrill. I don't Sorry. think Nicole Wallace is saying that. Um, no, she actually said that. She said that Hillary... Not shrill, but she was like, yeah, but Hillary came off a little too... Nah, 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 nah. And I was like, all right, Nicole. Just during the post-debate coverage. Anyway. <laughs> okay, well, the point is, early days, like, 08 era view, you had Sherry saying the world was flat. You yeah, had... Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but that was, was why you wanted to watch it. I mean, you had your entertainment value, and also you had, yeah. like, the fact that real news was coming in. Yeah. And it was so funny because... Everyone took the view so Even seriously. Rosie on the view. Oh, loved it. Rosie. Come on. Firecracker. Firecracker. Even that even the, I went back and watched the first videos where she like starts going in on Trump and I'm like, "Oh, she's so good." But yeah. you know what though? How right was she? She was absolutely she was she was she she's nailed so it. Right. She was it is dead so on. Funny to me that he is obsessed it's with so Rosie funny. O'Donnell. He's obsessed with her. <laughs> you you choose to bring her up on the first and most watched debate <laughs> in and history. And now it's the most watched debate in history. And you're like, okay, that's you're choosing to die on this hill. <laughs> Sorry, Donald. You're gonna bring up Donald. You're gonna bring up fucking Rosie O'Donnell. It's insane. So funny. It's nuts. Okay, we didn't ask you how you were doing with this election. How are you doing? Um, I'm. Um, he's got to remain professional, honey. <laughs> are you? Yes. You know what? And and you, he's got to keep his head above water. We don't have to talk too much about work. We don't have to talk too much about the election. Whatever. No, you I, do. I, I feel. I mean, it's a fascinating time to like feel like this is like let's get to know america you know like that's oh, yeah. this is the segment of the long running <laughs> news magazine show america that is well let's sit down and really get to know america are you surprised by what you're hearing no no yeah, neither am but i we are, it feels like we're dredging up the 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 bottom dwellers it's all coming out it's yeah. like this is the end of a corporate retreat when everyone's like uh, I think he's an asshole. And then yeah. everyone's like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> we're about to leave in an hour. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Wow. That is so good. Yeah. it's Well, it feels like that. But it's you're getting to know everyone. I yeah. mean, you're you're getting to know. You get a direct line to everybody. And now, I mean, every, we say this every election. Social media has never been like this. Right, right, right Any right. election before. Yes. And I, the like thing cultured uh-huh. thing to I do think, yeah. is to be like, oh, social media ruining our society. Let's go back to books, you know? And it's like, <laughs> fuck you. Like, <laughs> being on social media doesn't prohibit you from reading books. No. doesn't prohibit you from like taking part in the legacy of culture. Right, right. This is part of culture. Yeah. And to put this blanket statement out and say like, well, social media is ruining the world. It's like, no. no, no, it's not. No, it's a, it's a medium to speak. You might not like what you're seeing, but social media, I believe, is like, first of all, I have a career because of the Internet. Right. I've been told so many times, like, I'm not right for my face isn't right for this kind of experience. <laughs> and then the Internet, which is much more democratic, just shows that people actually don't care. Don't you care. know, what right. executives tell you in a boardroom meeting is not actually what people want to yep. see. It's what they want to mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. So you bypass that. And then, um, Oh God, the amount of times we've been told, I'm sure all three of us, oh, that we're too niche. niche. Yeah. We, we were, too rec- specific. We, we were recently told 
niche. And we're like, okay, thank you. I'm so. Can, how much can you share that is comfortable? I just want to hear. I mean, more. We, we, it was a. It was a very gay show. Fun. Like Matt wrote the Matt wrote the script years ago. And we read it again the, uh, a, a couple months ago when we were Died. trying to punch this up. It still holds up. And we were like, you know what? Let's pitch this. We were so excited about pitch it. Pitch this to a place. And then development folks were like, you know what? Too niche. Too niche. Too niche. And we're like, uh, thank you so much. Yeah. We'll take this elsewhere. It's just I like, know what niche means. Anywhere. Yeah. We know. We all know. Yeah. So then you're... Okay. So, so I just mean to say that the internet has provided this um, fascinating cyber ground for people to express their opinions and for people to also explore new thoughts and to for people to follow threads it's where they're the like agora. I yeah 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 agora like i'm um, like an old like greek or roman town yeah. like it would just be mm-hmm. the town square where everyone would just go and totally just talk. Yeah. and now there is a much bigger town square and it's so amazing that we can communicate with people who we on platforms that are built for that. You know, it's not just like this room where people are shouting. No, it's like, I mean, and but then like, what are the algorithms? Right, you know, like right. we don't know that. Yeah, something like Twitter is a more real algorithm. And then the last thing I'll say is that when people shit on hashtag activism, oh. it's like shitting on poster boards. You know, it's like right. it's like being like, well, fuck poster board signs. <laughs> and it's like, what? How else are you going to get the message? Yeah, out? it's just a way to say the message. Right. And a hashtag is a great like filing system for the world. You right. know, you're just like, I'll click on this and I'll see what people are saying. Yep. So that's just this like it's like the most juvenile thing. Like when people gang up on the Kardashians because they have like nothing else to say about like critiquing pop culture it's like actually they're yeah brilliant (laughs) (laughs) like they are artists and they will be considered artists one day for what they have how they have manipulated and we'll be pronouncing the name kardashian kardashian Kardashian. um i mean i'm not a huge fan of the show i just mean like i just mean Yes, you are. <laughs> I just mean criticizing them by default. Yeah, you know I, mean? I know, of course. And then criticizing hashtag activism because you hear people that you respect criticizing hashtag activism. Mm. I have to shout out a genius comedic moment I, I saw one time in, in reference to the Kardashians. It was Please. Molly Khan and Ariel uh, Carlin's show, um, Eggs for Sale, Eggs for at, sale at UCB. UCB. And it was this sketch where... Um, um, Molly goes they're they're reading their their like tabloids and she goes ugh the Kardashians like I don't even pay attention to them what is it keeping up with the Kardashians is that <laughs> the name of the show I don't even know and Ariel goes yeah that's the name of the show <laughs> wasn't there a uh, and then the whole sketch is like Kim Kardashian why is she even famous and Ariel goes well, I'll tell you, and proceeds to give a PowerPoint presentation on why Kim Kardashian oh, is famous. My God. And it's like, Kim Kardashian is an entrepreneur. Kim Kardashian is a reality show personality. Yeah. This is why she, she is famous. She, yeah. And also, why is anyone famous? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I feel like the, asking the question, why are the Kardashians famous, is if you really think about it, one of the dumbest questions you yeah. can ever ask. Yeah. They've really, that whole family has like just drilled to the core of what fame is and they hacked it and they should be praised for it. Anyway, that's it's how like, I feel about it. We know why they're famous. Ask why someone else is famous. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, we know, we have fully know why the Kardashians are yeah. famous. I do want to say, before I said I wish social media didn't take itself so seriously, I think what I'm upset about is Facebook. 
Because mm. this is what I don't like about Facebook lately. It's all the different kinds of emotions that you can visibly see people having to everything. Yeah. It just feels very like, yeah, get inflamed. Mm. It's like, and it, you have to remember that Facebook is like leeching off of us. I feel yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like well, that's to me, it feels like a, not, not even just like a encouragement of our emotions. It feels like a manipulation and like a, hmm. you know, um, I think it just sets the tenor for the conversations to be had, which I think is actually useful. Well, I do sure. Think, I guess just like, I don't know. What were you going to say? I was just going to say that it's a, we don't know the system behind it, right? We right. don't, we don't, because we don't understand or control the algorithms something like Twitter is a radically different platform. Tr- mm-hmm. Twitter is uh just completely chronological. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where, yeah. So no, no, no I'll I'm always so have a problem with people that are like, I see what you're posting and what you really should be posting is this. Oh, totally. I'll just always have a problem with that. And it's like, you have a problem with people. You've said this before. People police. Just don't be a, pol- be the police like on social media. I just don't, I don't, Okay. Do you, do you, this is an honest question that I don't necessarily have an answer for. But do you think there is like honest discourse that can or uh, useful discourse that can come out of Facebook? It depends on who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, mm-hmm. the, like uh, my answer is yeah. yeah. I've I've had um, you've learned from, uh, you've learned from Facebook. I've learned from talking to people. Mm-hmm. I don't know if like honestly we've all become better because of it and been like at the end, wow, this was a great conversation. I think we've all changed. Mm -hmm. But like, for example, I mean, I posted Michelle Obama's speech at the DNC Mm -hmm. and I had like a teacher from high school comment on it that was like, I'm sorry, but she's wrong. And this, 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 and then posted like a graphic from like a obviously like very slanted conservative like website. Yeah. Yeah, Something like that. (laughs) And it started a full blown, battle yeah and what it kind of revealed to me was like how defensive people on that side will get because mm-hmm. it's like because they have a lot a lot of being threatened because that's what it is so right now the republicans and like um anybody that is supporting trump right now they're doing so because they're angry and they're doing so because they feel like they're not being heard and they're not being listened to and they're not being cared about. Mm. And so when something happens, like this guy posts on my wall his opinion and then everyone jumps on board and it's, you're dumb. Mm-hmm. That is why he's like this in the first place. Yeah. So oh. it's like, that's something I've learned from this is yeah. it's like, I've observed the kind of piranha mentality yeah. of Facebook and piranha it, mentality it's kind of like and you see someone say something and then it's like yeah they're right i'm gonna like their post and it was like it was interesting because like i would i would make a comment mm. and it would get 30 likes mm. and his would get none mm-hmm. and i was like wow and a little part of me in the back of my head was like yeah we're winning mm. and i was like you're being mm. the piranha right now mm. you just want that like yeah. you just want and it's not that you don't believe what you're saying right but it becomes a situation where it's not a fair fight because you're on my feed yeah and you know what i mean we're not actually getting the conversation right now yeah. because we're on my feed and we're yeah. on my home turf it's like when you go to fenway park right and you're the one yankee fan right you know right, right, right. You know, odds are you're gonna get a comment yeah so like 
That's such a good point. And, you know, and so basically, like, when it comes to Facebook and when it comes to the whole bit, it's like there's a lot to be learned in the way that we communicate with each other. And there's a lot to be learned in, like, how to better um, get these things across. And, like, but really, like, if you expect to have a totally honest discourse, balanced discourse Mm -hmm. on Facebook, you're not going to get that because you have the potential for people to side with you without even saying anything. So it's 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 difficult and it is by nature slanted and I think that helps Facebook because it gets people excited. I think I appreciate Facebook a lot for like you know when Avita came out also big moment that huge I got moment. into culture. Huge, huge, come huge. on Avita, yeah. come on Perone. <laughs> it's don't cry for, cry for me Argentina. Don't cry, don't for, cry me, for me Argentina. Argentina. The, bal- the balcony. truth is I never left you. The balcony through my wild days. <laughs> Okay, my mad existence. So, I kept my promise, bitch. Don't keep your distance. Okay, I'm sorry, Dylan. Go. Have I said too much? Um, <laughs> there's nothing more I can think of to say to you. Anyway, um, the you image must of- love me. <laughs> you guys, no. Get out of the rabbit hole. Okay, so you know how she comes out onto the like the balcony, terrace, yeah, balcony. terrace, terrace, terrace. That is when I see Facebook being most successful is that now everyone has a balcony. Ah. So not like what you're saying, Matt, about the comments, I totally agree with. Like, um, ooh, I really owned him. You know, like mm-hmm. I eviscerated him, all caps. <laughs> um, but it's more... It's it's like I do think that when people come out and they're like, this is a speech I had planned and I'm going to share it. I see such value in that. Like yeah. in the last week with women sh- sharing their sexual assault story, I'm not interested in the conversation that has come like anyone arguing with them yeah. about it. Right. But I love that I get to listen to it on a platform that then I can scroll to the next one. And if there's a hashtag, I love that I can click on that hashtag and then I can read other women dealing with these stories, you know, and because how else are you going to get those stories? Right. Do you ever feel concerned though, that because we're all becoming more accustomed to typing these out that we can't actually articulate them human to human. I mean, we're doing that right now. I don't know. I, we I are. also think, I think there is even, even if like I'm having a day where I like spend it all on the computer I have an adjustment period where it's like, got to talk to a human right now. Right, oh, right, 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 and there's right. like a bit of a, like getting my sea legs back. Like, you know, when you're yeah. ice skating and you like forget how to walk right, for like right. a second. No, I am a perfect <laughs> ice skater. Uh, <laughs> you're Tara Lipinski. Tara. I'm Tara. Yeah, I knew. Who are, who no, are, well, who I am is Tanya Harding. And I'm, I'm Nancy. <laughs> yeah. And, exactly. oh and don't you ever forget it, bitch. Why? I'll come at you with my sticks. This Celex, this this uh, no, that, that adjustment period is so. It's that applies to anything because I'm because anytime I go back to China and I'm using Mandarin, 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 as soon as I get back on the return flight yeah. and I'm I'm talking just to an English speaker, I'll be like, oh, so sorry, and then that's gonna be like my first full phrase of English that I've spoken in weeks, and yeah. I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. yeah. what's English? So yeah, um, that's that's interesting. Wow, you won't speak English for two weeks. Well, you know what? I'm worried, and I'm. Maybe I've talked about this. The language barrier is getting bigger and bigger the older I get, and I have l- I have less of an excuse for it. Because, like, growing up, like, my Mandarin proficiency would track with my age, and it'd be like, oh, you're a kid. Of course you only know kid words. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm an adult, like it's like... pizza. Like pizza, <laughs> pasta, lasagna. And then, um... But then, like, but now that I'm, now that I'm this, like... This, like, you know, mature, beautiful young man. Beautiful man. 
I'm gonna, and this is just how this is just like this is just um, the 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 like the culture in China, I guess. Culture um, is that like they'll just point out like, oh, you're trying. Like my relatives are absolutely 100% gonna be like, well, your Mandarin's gotten much worse. <laughs> and they'll just, say they, that. They'll say that without like being too without being malicious. They're just like making an observation. They're like, wow, your Mandarin is terrible, and I'm gonna take that. <laughs> Uh, I'm just, re- I'm really going to let that affect me. I mean, don't like, fuck. Wow. God, it really does suck. Doesn't it? No, it doesn't bone because you don't live there. I know, but I think they are sort of, they feel owed the, um, you know, the, the, the conversation. So I'm going to like, they're going to ask me about the election. I've, I've listened. I, I've like, I've translated my answers over. It's so funny. What do you think their perspective will be on this election? It's so interesting oh, to go somewhere else one, in the world and listen to people. Yeah. No, but you know what it is? Like, and people say this, but like the rest of the world really does. Like I, I, I uh, Bradford, this guy, Bradford Jordan was, yeah. was tweeting. He's in, he's in Hong Kong right now, but he was tweeting about how, um, like he, like the, the day after the morning after the, the debate, um, like these kids were huddled around a phone watching the entire debate. And being like, I can't believe this is what's happening in yeah. America. Yeah, the so, same thing was happening in Europe. Too yeah, so I'm gonna so I'm gonna go back to China, and they're gonna ask me like, why we don't understand how he got there, and I'm gonna be like, yeah, well, here's what I think, yeah. and like, I have to articulate these very complex. Here's something. Things. Let's end this conversation with that question, Dylan. How did Donald Trump get here? Um, That's I was just so gonna hard. say that, I I mean, he got here through television. Yeah, he got here through television, and I grew up on a block where he built one of his skyscrapers. Wow! So he blocked our river views. <laughs> so what like city, what city here? Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and I, that is like mm. so. I grew up. Yeah, like I just I always structurally knew of him as this guy who blocked our river views and that's the scent like yeah we, that's, that's we, actually we were living very a, poetic <laughs> we were living in a rent stabilized building uh-huh. um and there was a, a plaza across the street from us and it was always under construction and then he came in and he whipped it up into shape and he like made it be a park and you're like at what cost you always had that question like what what are we paying for here and then he erected this skyscraper um, called it the tallest skyscraper in the world on <laughs> the side. Is... Yeah, it, it, I mean, that was the record that he was going uh, for. This it, is the it. tallest skyscraper in the world. And it said like 90 plus stories. And then you saw, you learned they were counting the lobby as like 20. And so it's like, it, but that all... It says everything. It's all he needed to have the biggest vertical structure yeah. in the world. I always say this about... Uh, the World Trade Center, yeah. Amer- America's dick. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's this like I do think this is America's need for size Ugh. is going to America's obsession with size, size is going to kill us because, like, I mean, in, in this very direct way with climate change, like, oh yeah, everything needs to be as big as possible, and then you go to Europe and you're like, I'll have ice, please. And they're yeah. like, no, we don't, we don't have that. And you're like, oh, what? Really? I want this heaping with ice. I want know? a big cup of <laughs> fluid. Yeah. Yeah. Bowen, oh how did Donald Trump get here? Um, I think we were talking about this uh, with Game Change, like uh, off the air. I think like this week. I think I think it's that. It's like uh, you could. Okay, let's let's go backwards. Trump, Tea Party, Sarah Palin, Reagan. There you go. Oh, Hubert Humphrey. 
My opinion is I think that everyone's really confused in America right now between celebrity and real. Mm. I th- I think I think it's become one. Mm. I think everyone's just really fucked up. Yeah, Qual- I, qualification I, I, in celebrity. I think yeah. I think people genuinely take know. a lot of these celebrities who really should be taken seriously seriously, and I think that's what that is. Mm. I think that's so right. And you know Scotty what, Nell Hughes, who the hell is she? I have to say, sorry, he's crafted his own image. That's oh yeah, he's he's curated what what. And that is just people see of him. And that is a skill. Yeah. This is going to, I think that it's time. Uh, It's time for, I don't think so, honey. I don't think so, honey. Now, Dylan, uh, I don't know if you're familiar, but I don't think so, honey is. The centerpiece? It's what people. Tune in for. Tune in for. It's what they live for. (laughs) They listen to Las Cotrices. They sit through an hour and 22, 23 minutes of a podcast (laughs) and they say, God damn it. That's right. (laughs) I haven't even gotten to the best part. Which is, I don't think so, honey. I don't think so, honey. And it's about to happen. We have 60 seconds to rail against something in culture that's bothering us on a deep, deep level. Um, do you have something that you'd like to talk about tonight, Bowen? Um, I have a vague... We give you the courtesy of going last, Dylan. I know what I'm going to talk about. Okay, you great. You do. But let's, in, in keeping with tradition... You want to go first or should I? Can you go first? Because I have only the, the vague formations of an idea. I have something, and I really don't know how I'm going to talk about this, but I'm about to. Okay, here we go. Matt, Matt Rogers, I don't think so, honey. Time starts one minute. Time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Taylor Swift, where is your Hillary Clinton endorsement? I swear to God, Taylor Swift, I don't think so, honey. How come every other pop star and every other notable celebrity can give their fucking endorsement? You are so transparent. Taylor Swift, I don't think so, honey. I am never paying to see you in concert again. I will rip <laughs> your fucking albums off the internet. I will I will make sure you never get another cent from me unless you come out and support Hillary Clinton in this election. I think it's fucking ridiculous and cowardly. You put your own image over the bettering uh, over the betterment of this nation and it's so stupid you saying i'm this close to overexposure to kanye west is not an excuse for you to not come out and do the right thing right now i'm talking every other celebrity people with just as much to lose as you you're still gonna have fans if you come out and say the right thing seriously if beyonce can do it if everyone else can do it why can't you your voice is gonna make a difference and i know you know right from wrong please i don't think so honey any excuse you might have Taylor swift endorse hillary clinton i don't think so honey if you don't that's one minute wow matt thank you okay all right i'm so mad that she hasn't said something you're 100 right she 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 has so much influence she can she can yeah she can fucking take a shit at the at at the saint peter's basilica and still have all her and that's why i'm saying like it matters like the celebrity bullshit is why donald trump is up there it matters what taylor so fucking says like it's so stupid but you know it matters so why doesn't she just say something absolutely she's been dead silent about this whole thing okay she doesn't care about the country fans anymore or yeah. we are we, we're supposed to believe i don't yes. know it's so stupid and transparent i hate her i agree i agree okay all right you got it out you're good this is this is the point, baby. Okay. I'm truly distressed. All right, I'm ready. I'm ready for something. You want to give me time? This is Bowen Yang's. I don't think so, honey. And it starts right now. I don't think so, honey. People who are still afraid of Chipotle. <laughs> I I have been going every. I went the week that the Ocoli broke out, and I still enjoyed a delicious burrito bowl with smoked Tabasco, honey. I had I got my life with white rice, black beans, chicken, and now they have chorizo. What's not to love? Get your ass to Chipotle. I don't think so, honey. People who who you know what? Let me ask you this: How much of your fear of Chipotle, your stigma of Chipotle? How much of that is linked to the cuisine 
to the country of origin. You think it's disgusting and it's risky because it's Mexican? I don't want to project, but I think that's what it is, honey. I don't think so, honey. I love Mexican food. It's my favorite food. And if you don't like Mexican food of any, any kind, I don't think so, honey. That's your loss. Enjoy your fucking Cheerios that you eat for dinner, you fucking idiot plebeian. I love Chipotle. I had it three times this week and I loved it. It got better with every single consecutive meal. I don't think so, honey. I had it three days in a row. How about that? I don't think so, honey. People who don't like Chipotle, who are too afraid of E. coli, it's harmless. You'll live. It'll be a good story to write in your fucking novel. I don't and think that's so, honey. one minute. That, I had Chipotle for lunch today, bitch. That might have been my best. That was your best one ever. That was my most impassioned. Okay, I'm proud. You really spoke well about about that lunch food. Oh, I love it. I love Chipotle so much. I'm a de- you know what? Originally in Colorado, I've been to the first Chipotle. I've been a ride or die Chipotle stand since 2003. Wow. Okay. All right. That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> you know, one time I went on a Valentine's Day date to Chipotle. No. Oh. <laughs> Dylan Marin, uh, we're about to start your 60 seconds. Do you have a topic? I do. Great. Dylan Marin, Las Culturistas. I don't think so, honey. I don't think so, honey. Is beginning now. I don't think so, honey. Lady Gaga, where is your performance of white allyship for Black Lives Matter? Okay, oh. you have built a fucking career on being a social justice warrior. Mm. You came out and in 2009 I fucking loved you <sighs> because you accepted awards by saying this is for God and the gays. Loved it. Then last year you made this amazing, amazing song for the hunting ground to talk about sexual assault on college campuses. Fucking amazing. And then this year, amid Colin Kaepernick's amazing protest where we could at least talk about disagreement. Mm. You were chosen as the Super Bowl halftime performer, and you put out a statement that said, you are so glad to do this for the fans, but most importantly, America completely missing an opportunity to say Black Lives Matter. And unless you dedicate your performance to Black Lives Matter and police brutality, I can no longer take you seriously as a pop star who is a social justice warrior. That's Marin. Let me tell you something right now. I agree with all of it. That... Is an I don't think it's so. It's how honey. you do I don't think so, honey. For everyone, every piece of shit that's gonna come on the show and that's been on the show so far, fuck you. <gasps> that you you took- haven't done it right. Dylan Marin just took a pop star to task. She will hang her head. And it was You're because so of right. this episode. And if you've been on this show, fuck you. I, I never made the connection from her Super Bowl, her halftime show opportunity to, to Colin <laughs> Kaepernick. To Colin Kaepernick. Wow. Yeah. She needs to be an ally. She she can't just... Well, she's been completely silent about that. Yes, she can't, but that's the thing. She can't be a single-issue activist yeah. pop star. Well, she, now she's... She hasn't been. I'm sorry, I will say it. She has not been. She's been an advocate for sexual assault victims. She's been an advocate for the gays. She's. I'm. Sh- I, I want to give her some credit. She's put herself out she's there. She's put herself out there, I think, and she has put herself out there. I also... Therefore, expect we expect more, more. Yes. from my girl because I loved her. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just mm-hmm. deep love, everything. Mm-hmm. And I was astounded by this amazing woman who could blend her very pop, very mainstream entertainment yes. with like 
real i mean she she gave a speech on don't ask don't tell right with a senator she was like actually pairing with lawmakers to, to she made transgender a lyric whenever when whatever song right you know okay yeah. but can i ask you she this she did throw a d at the end but you know well sure sure yeah. sure totally um she said your lebanese she, your orient she said orient yeah. okay. <laughs> um and i and i'm still on board so okay but here can i ask you this is yeah. it would it be um Distasteful of her to I mean she It wouldn't be distasteful Of her to show support Would she be taking up My question is Would she be taking up space uh, Over another pop star Such as Beyonce Who is so vocal Or Kendrick Lamar No or, Because she just has to Perform white allyship Yes that, yeah, you know, right, She right, just right. has to show What it's Which She's so smart yeah. I know she knows yeah. What that is mm-hmm, You know mm-hmm. like It's uh, She would do it tastefully Yeah and, and just like But that's exactly What she did With gay rights She you know, she identifies as as bisexual, bisexual. I believe. Yeah, and and uh, a lot of pop stars renege on that, but right, but sure. <laughs> but she 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 actively also you know championed other people. She walked the red carpet in a meat dress for "Don't Ask, Don't yeah, Tell," with but those... with escorted by military people, and so she's always been able to really. She has been able to marry American institutions with new ways of thinking about mm. them. This is for God and, and the gays. Mm-hmm. And I wish she could do that about like, this is for America. And this is also where I stand on police brutality. Wow. Um, yeah. So I have high hopes for her. And look, sh- look, we can't forget her most, her most compelling advocacy for Eggs. art. <laughs> Arriving in eggs. <laughs> Arriving in eggs, which I think is her best. Egg story. transport. Yeah. That is that is the funniest fucking thing, and she knows how. Fun- that's when that's when I was sold on her. I was like, God, look, she's fucking. I like, just what's did. Your I Gaga just got golden moment. After, sorry, I just did a show. Mateo Land and Christy Cello hosted Battle of the Divas at Union Hall, and uh-huh. it was so fun. It's gonna happen again on November 9th you guys, and I'll be back. Wow. Um. Uh. But I defended Beyonce, and David Mazzoni defended Lady Gaga, and I knew the moment I lost. I did lose. Yeah. Beyonce lost in the Battle of Divas versus Lady Gaga because David whipped out the egg. The egg is... And I was like, honestly, you can't compete with her arriving in an egg yeah. at the VMAs. Where she, you can't compete with she, that. She, uh, the yeah. Grammys. She pressed... The Grammys? Up, oh, Grammys. It was the Grammys on the right. And like she, while she was in yeah, the egg on the red carpet, she like pressed her face up against it and was like... She was like... I'm trapped. Like as I'm if tra- she was trying was to so, serve herself. So funny. Oh, God. I oh love my it. God. I love it. Um, guys, I'm a little sad. Why? About what? Because I, my instinct was to be like righteous towards like Taylor Swift, like no, about come this on. thing, and I feel I fear that like, and I'm like talking about how like social, like like I I feel like I don't know, no I no no, like, no no I no, feel no. like part of my sense don't of be sad humor about this whole situation is dimmed. Well, no, that's first I of can't all, be. I I don't know. It'll be over soon. And second of all, this was a an I don't think so honey sandwich with pop star activism bread. In a fun little <laughs> slip fun of little Chipotle, Chipotle Sofrida's middle, Sofrida's middle. <laughs> tofu. I think that the the uh, message of this, I don't think, so honey, is we expect more of our girls. We do. <laughs> we do. No, here, no. I mean this very seriously. Go, go, go. If you are a pop star mm. who is going to adopt a socially progressive platform to sell an album, such as Taylor sell it Swift. for every fucking album. After yes, that. you can't use feminism and pop feminism. 
to sell and white your, feminism at that and for that matter. Yes, oh. white feminism. Squad goals. Um, Uzu Aduba is your token. Get yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> we were Bowen and I went to that Taylor concert, and Uzu Aduba came trotting out, and we knew she was the token, and we looked at each other we're like, like "Come on, right. uh, I want to end on this." Not Uzu. Kelly Clarkson called Donald Trump repulsive. Love it. Thank you, Kelly. <laughs> You've always been my number one girl. Guys, guys, thank, Dylan, Dylan, thank Marin, you so much. I love you so much. I think that I think you're perfect. I think you guys are amazing. You're the most perfect human <laughs> being on this planet. I think I that really you're beautiful, think so. and I think you're using your powers for good. And I think oh, God oh, fucking bless. God. Praise Allah. God fucking guys. bless. Praise and keep Dylan Allah. Uh, praise Buddha. Praise Shiva, Vishnu, and. All and of the God gods. herself and God herself, mom. Inshallah, you have amazing success. <laughs> Inshallah. Now, this has been the Lost Coast Races podcast. We're gonna be missing you guys. We're gonna be taking a little bit of a break, but Bowen, I hope you have a wonderful time. Matt, I hope you have a wonderful time. Oh, I'm gonna get my life on the fucking Revenge of the Mummy, and I'm gonna get my ride on the fucking Tron ride, honey. Girl, you better send me. I'll send you. I'll. I'll reviews and photos and videos. I'll Facetime. Can you do an on ride video? No, that's so. Mm, I don't think so, honey. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Boehm. For more podcasts, please visit foreverdogproductions.com. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly burst. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort. And creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work.